0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're going to run a small experiment. Let's imagine you went into the casino in Vegas wearing a baseball cap that said Federal Reserve. You sit down at one of the card tables and start playing. But one player, the one with the baseball cap, has some special powers. They can print cards at will. Moreover, they don't exactly deal out the newly minted cards uniformly at the table. What do you suppose would happen? Well, in my opinion, they'd be hauled out into a back alley behind the casino and some thugs would probably break their knees. But that's just a hypothetical situation. Let's get back to the real world. The year was 2008 and there was a real banking crisis underway. Some of the largest financial institutions in the U.S., in fact, around the world, were at risk of collapsing. Then President George Bush signed the $700 billion bank bailout bill on October 3rd, 2008. $700 billion was a shockingly large number. Made headlines around the world for weeks. It was the subject of books and movies. The situation was truly a crisis and it called for desperate measures. By implementing these emergency measures, then Treasury Secretary Henry Paulson wanted to take these debts off the books of the banks, hedge funds, and pension funds that held them. His goal was to renew confidence in the functioning of the global banking system and end the financial crisis. The economy was in uncharted territory. The government was in uncharted territory. It needed a new vocabulary the term quantitative easing was brought into the financial lexicon. This fancy term was much more palatable than the crass synonym of printing money. Thankfully, today the economy is healthy. Unemployment is near 50-year lows. Inflation is supposedly low, worryingly low according to some government officials. And we have a U.S. federal election coming up in a little over a year. So then why would the Federal Reserve be printing, oh no, I can't say that, um, quanti- no, I can't say quantitative, why would the Federal Reserve be buying U.S. Treasuries? The Federal Reserve began buying short-term treasury debt on Tuesday of this past week at an initial pace of $60 billion a month. But the officials say these purchases are nothing like the bond-buying stimulus campaigns that took place between 2008 and 2014. Now, when private investors buy bonds, they use cash, maybe they borrow some money, or they sell assets to raise the money to fund those purchases. The Fed is different. They don't have to do any of that because it can electronically credit the money to the bank accounts of the bondholders that sell the mortgage and treasury securities. The Fed gets the bonds and the seller's bank accounts increase by the same amount as the bond value. The banks keep deposits at the Fed, known as reserves. And when the Fed buys bonds from the banks, the reserves rise by an equal amount. It's a little bit like that special player at the card table. Now, the Fed bought bonds to simulate the economy between 2008 and 2014. Isn't this the same thing? Well, not according to the Fed. The central bank has taken pains to emphasize that these purchases do not represent a return to what's known as quantitative easing. We're really not allowed to call these purchases QE, but they look exactly like the QE bond purchases of 2008. Now, at $60 billion a month, that comes to $720 billion a year. But wait a minute. The Fed printed $700 billion in the middle of the biggest crisis in decades, and now 10 years later, with no crisis, they're going to print $720 billion. The Fed is claiming there are three ways in which these bond purchases are different from QE. First, QE was designed to inject more liquidity into the banking system than was needed to spur risk-taking and boost growth. The Fed isn't doing that this time. Instead, it's buying assets for the sole purpose of fine-tuning the liability side of its balance sheet. If you ask me, this seems a little bit like revisionist history. Second, the Fed believed QE was effective because the central bank bought long-term securities, lowering long-term rates, and driving investors into stocks and bonds. This too seems to me like revisionist history. That wasn't one of the goals. The Fed's latest purchases are concentrated in short-term bills, and the Fed is saying that that's going to provide much less stimulus. But don't forget, they've been lowering rates for the last couple of months. And third... QE had potentially powerful effects by signaling to the market the Fed's broader intentions to stimulate the economy. The Fed isn't doing that this time. Instead, it's gone out of its way to say the opposite, that its purchases are technical measures and they have no implications on the stance of monetary policy. Well, this honestly doesn't feel right. The Fed just lowered interest rates twice by a quarter point, clearly designed to have a stimulative effect on the economy. Perhaps it's not connected with this latest round of printing money. After having thought about it, I kind of agree with Federal Reserve Chairman Powell. This time is different. In the normal auction process, the U.S. government holds an auction for treasury bills, sells them on the open market to investors around the world. That's how the government funds its debts. In fact, that's how most governments fund their debts. They issue government bonds and they sell them in an auction in the open market. But finding investors is a lot of work. It would be so much easier to issue new government debt have a ready, willing, and able buyer for that debt who better to buy the debt than the guys who printed the cash in the first place. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Stay away from the casino. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.